You're listening to Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Hawk doesn't get to Kadri or Ruzitska and is lifted up in the air and down the ice. And Corey, we're seeing some new combinations. Right now they've got Kadri, Ruzitska, and Zeri on a line together. Here's Erickson Eck with a shot. He scores! This is a tough one. A complete mess in the crease as Nazem Kadri got all tangled up with Dustin Wolf and Joel Erickson Eck. Slides the puck past both of them and makes it 5-2 Wild. That was the last goal on the night for the Minnesota Wild. They were 5-2 winners over the Calgary Flames. Welcome to Hour 2 Sportsnet Today, live from the Doug Lacey Basement Systems downtown studios here in Calgary, Alberta, for our friends at Doug Lacey's Basement Systems. Cracked foundation, bowing foundation walls. They have a simple permanent solution to stabilize your foundation. Contact Basement Systems. They're all things basement-y. Visit dlbasementsystems.com. Talked about in hour one. Another slow start sinks the flames. And now they're two and two. Four games into this homestand with games against Carolina and New Jersey still on the docket. If you missed it on Wednesday, we checked in on the Flames following practice with head coach Ryan Huska, Jonathan Huberto, and A.J. Greer. That's on the Hour One podcast. You can find it on Google, Amazon, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher. We'd love for you to be along for the ride. The podcasts go up moments after every hour finishes here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. You can also check out the Flames Talk post-game show wherever you get your favorite podcast, and you can hear some fantastic calls from listeners just like you to the Flames Talk post-game show last night. There are those nights, and I see it all the time on Twitter. Everyone, you know, it's going to be a long night for Steinberg. One of those nights for Pat on the phone line. You kind of knew Tuesday was going to be one of those nights, and it was. Robert called in. He had a legendary call last night. Sylvia checked in. Some Flames Talk post-game show legendary callers. If you missed any of it, check out the post-game show with Steinberg. Uh, He brings you the absolute latest following every Flames game. You hear live from head coach Ryan Huska. Hear from a player immediately following the game. Brings you all the post-game coverage. uh, The best in the biz. It's Pat Steinberg. Again, follow him on Twitter at Fan960Steinberg or uh, wherever you get your podcast for the Flames Talk and the Flames Talk post-game show here on Sportsnet 960. The Fan mentioned still two more games for the Calgary Flames on this homestand. It continues Thursday against the Carolina Hurricanes. They're in action tonight against the Edmonton Oilers. It'll be on the Sportsnet television network, so if you miss, or if you want to get a, a head start Taking a look at the Flames' next opponent. Check that game out tonight between the Oilers and the Hurricanes. It'll be a 7 o'clock start on Thursday between the Flames and the Canes. 6 o'clock Flames warm-up with the aforementioned Pat Steinberg. He'll take you up until 7 o'clock when Derek Wills and Corey Sarich call the Flames and the Hurricanes live on your home of the Flames, Sportsnet 960. The Fan, Carolina, entering action on Wednesday against Edmonton. With a 14-9-1 record, the Flames will come in at 10-12-3. And like I said, trying 
desperately to uh, finish this home stretch off with a victory. And uh, they've still got some work to do. Some tough teams coming on. Uh, the fan feedback line is open to you at 960-960. You can always text us here on the show. Uh, we've got lots to come this hour, including in a couple moments. We'll check in uh, with the play-by-play voice of the Swift Current Broncos. Matt Barrett's going to join us. Get you set for the Hitman and the Broncos tonight from the Scotiabank Saddle. Dome. we got Hitman pregame at 6. Brad Curl and Jeff Hollick on the call at 7 here on Sportsnet 960. Uh, but back to the fan feedback line. Uh, I got a couple people asking, can you play Robert's call from last night? I'm going to recommend you check it out on the podcast. Mainly because I think my boss will be happy about that. But also, like Cam Taylor, did you hear Robert last night? I did hear Robert last night. Taylor, did you hear Robert last night? I did not. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> It, you have to understand the relationship that Rob and uh, Robert and Pat have, and that they've been doing this for a lot of years. It's hard to describe. I don't even know that playing it would do it justice. First of all, it's like ten minutes long. I, I I don't even think we'd have time on the show to bring you all of that. But it is like he is yelling. He is upset. Very heated, Robert. Very as Robert is, and look, I will never. I love Robert's passion. He loves the Flames as much as anybody. But when he is fired up, it kind of it kind of sprays everywhere and encompasses everything that's bothering him. Yeah, and that's kind of what last night was. It was just like a shotgun blast. He took shots at George Canyon, man. I don't know if he what? did or not. I couldn't hear. He I really couldn't. What did George Canyon do to bother Robert last I don't night? Know. I don't know. When things are going bad, it's just going bad for everybody. <laughs> so. I, like, I like George Canyon. I'm not a huge country guy. I think George is great. I- <laughs> there was lots. There was there was a lot there last night. All I can say is it really was a legendary call. And uh, if you want to, it's on the Flamestock Post Game Show, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, if you want to check it, I literally, I wish I know mix on me about it. I don't, I don't have the time for it. It's, it's like, like halfway. It's like the halfway mark of the post game show on the podcast. It's, it's like 55 uh, minutes in. Yeah. It's uh, the cam's got the timestamp for you. That's like the best I can, I can tell you. I just don't have the time to play it. It would be a, a legendary reaction, but just prepare yourself. If you're going to go check it out, prepare yourself because it is uh it is an all-timer, and his Pat, Pat just kind of tries to stay along for the ride. He, he gives Robert a bit of a timeout, puts him on hold for a couple seconds to compose himself and, and catch his thoughts and everything, and uh, then they went right back to it. So, yes, I would love to, to play it all for you, but I, I can't, and I'm going to let you guys go check it out on the podcast uh, because we do have to get to our next guest. We are busy here on the program. Still to come this hour as well. We'll check in with our fantasy football guru. He is Andy McNamara. If you've got questions, you can start sending them in right now at 960-960. If you need fantasy football advice, which a lot of you probably do. I know I do. I know Cam does. Oh, you're telling me. Andy McNamara's got answers for you. You can also and use Twitter. Hashtag ask Andy. Yeah, we want the text first, though. But text first. That's text the, first. That's the best way to get that's in That's the here. best way to do it. Because Ask Andy is one of our favorite segments of the week. We do it every Wednesday with him here on the program. And we'll do it again with him a little bit later on this hour. But right now, focusing in on 
some hockey at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome tonight. It is the fl- it is an off day for the Calgary Flames. Like I mentioned, they're getting back on the Scotiabank Saddle Dome ice on Thursday, but tonight the Hitmen have the ice. They are set to take on the Swift Current Broncos. First meeting of the season between these two teams, and we're going to take a look at the opposition right now as we head down the Atlas Peaton Sports Bar guest hotline and welcome in the play-by-play voice of the Swift Current Broncos and Mount Royal University broadcast program alum, uh, Matt Barrett, joins us this afternoon. Matt, how are you, pal? Doing wonderful, buddy. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Yeah. Pleasure. Yeah, it's uh, it's great to have you on the program. <laughs> uh, we've wondered if this day would ever come, and we finally found an excuse uh, to get you on the program. Uh, look, how's uh, you guys are on your way to Calgary. How's uh, Sunny Brooks treating you this afternoon? Uh, not overly sunny today, but the food was excellent at the local Boston Pizza, so uh, we're hitting the road here now. <laughs> yeah, stunning that you would stop at a Boston Pizza. Couldn't see that one coming. Uh, <laughs> no, exactly. Matt, right. Yeah, uh, Maddie coming in. Uh, Swift Current Broncos 13-11, 1-2 on the season. 6-5 uh, shootout loss last time out against the Regina Pats. Uh, I think the Broncos would be pretty happy if tonight's game didn't go to a shootout. Uh, what happened last time out against Regina? Well, I think just the uh, the product of, of uh, four games and five nights stretch and um, playing in a shootout the night before probably doesn't help either. Um, you know, the, this team's been kind of batter, battered with the injury bug for a little bit here, but uh, nevertheless, it's, uh, you know, they, they probably deserved an extra point in that one, but uh, it was a fun game to be a part of back and forth, and, and they battled their way to, uh, uh, you know, force overtime and, and almost had their opportunity to win it in overtime a couple of times, but... Uh, you know, probably part of it was just the four and five nights and the, you know, tired legs. It's, it's never an easy stretch in, in this league. Seems like uh, close games have been a lot of the story for Swift Current this year. I mentioned that 13-11, record. That's right around the 500 mark. That's kind of where they've been the last 10, 4-4, oh, and 2 How have you seen this season as a whole so far for Swift Current? I don't think we've seen the uh, full um, product of this roster yet and how talented this team can be. Just missing guys, it seems like, every night with uh, one thing or the other. And, um, you know, I think that's part of it is that this team has expectations, but it's also this team super talented and deep and they've got, uh, they can beat you in many different ways. So uh, I think part of it is uh, we're going to see once this team gets fully healthy what they can, what they can really do. And I think we've seen it first at times this year. Uh, where they've beaten Medicine Hat a couple times and, and been right there with Saskatoon a few times as well and, and beat Moose Jaw too. So um, this team's right there with the best. And, uh, you know, I think they're they're going to show that here, uh, you know, even with the, the injuries that are currently plaguing this club. Um, it's uh, going to be uh, interesting to see when, you know, these big names come back into the lineup. Uh, you know, Matt Ward and Reed Dick, when they come back, they're going to be dangerous players for this group. And that's going to be exciting to see. Uh, big test on the road for the Swift Current Broncos because they haven't had a great road record this year, Matty. 4 8 0 oh, 1 on the road compared to a really strong 9 3 1 1 record. Can you put your finger on anything that's been the difference between the, the games that the Broncos are playing at home compared to the road so far? Well, I think the reason for the home record being so good is that the innovation flex um, has its own sort of home ice advantage. I mean, it's not the saddle dome, you know, it's not. Um, you know, Rogers Place in Edmonton, it's its own barn. It's, it's an old barn. It's low roof. It you know, feels like tight corners. The fans are right on top of you. It's its, it's own sort of personality, and it's its almost like a seventh, seventh player out there um, for this team at times. They love playing at home, and 
um, that might be part of the reason for the success. And here's going on the road. You play back-to-back sometimes. Some of the travel has been tough. Uh, a couple of trips out to Brandon and, you know, things like that. But uh, I think it's partially how good they are on home ice and, and maybe just kind of skews that away record a little bit too. But, uh, you know, heading on the road here for a lot of games here coming up, all of them against Alberta clubs, uh, it's going to be a big test for this, this group to – uh, kind of uh, gut check a couple of games here and really uh, um, make make a climb up the standings right before Christmas. Uh, one of the best parts about watching WHL hockey, getting to go to it on a regular basis, is the talent you get to see on an almost nightly basis. A few Broncos uh, have had their names called by NHL teams at the draft already, uh, including a 2022 first-round pick by the Pittsburgh Penguins and captain Owen Pickering. You look at those players, Maddie, that have already been drafted by NHL teams. Who stands out the most when you look at this Broncos club? Well, I think the one that gets the most fanfare is obviously Owen Pickering, like you said, but uh, Reed Dick and Josh Sherman can put the puck in the net. You know, Josh Sherman can put the puck in the net at the time. Reed Dick is a, a star in net. Um, but I think the one that doesn't get as much love as maybe he should is, is Connor Vincent. We think he's one of the best forwards in the league. He's got like a 24.4% shooting percentage right now. It's like fifth best in the league. It's, it's pretty outrageous how good he is at both ends of the ice, but uh, offensively, he's a driver for this club. And uh, when he's out on the ice, you can tell, uh, and he's a difference maker. So, you know, he's probably the one that I think I, I like to give a little bit more love to because the other guys, Josh Stone scored 47 last year. And I mean, um, everyone sees the goals and, and, and kind of fix that out. But, yeah. uh, you know, the, all four of those guys are, are uber talented and, and huge pieces to this club. But I think Connor Vincent does you know, everything on the ice and everything under the sun and, and it's huge for this club. Uh, two more Broncos are on the NHL radar this year ahead of the draft, uh, getting C ratings from Central Scouting looking back in October. And, of course, that C ranking from Central Scouting, something new that they're doing, a C ranking, kind of puts you to start the season anywhere between like a fourth and a fifth round pick, Maddie. Uh, those two players are Clark Caswell and Josh Fluker. Talk about the season that those guys are having with uh, NHL clubs paying close attention to them. Well, I think the big one is Clark Caswell. His stock, I think, just continues to go up. I think the Athletic had him at 61st or something like that on one of their lists recently. And um, he just does everything 200 feet. His sense is, is what stands out. And he's able to, you know, his vision and his just 200-foot game, he's able to score, he's able to pass, he's able to kill penalties, he can win face-offs, he can do whatever you want. And Josh Bluther might be one of the best skaters I've ever seen. And that's coming from a guy who didn't skate very well as a kid. Um, but Josh is an elite, elite, elite skater. Uh, he moves like the wind, and, and you see him on his edges. Sometimes it's outrageous to see what he can do with the puck on his stick and how well he moves. Um, so those kind of things just stick out for those two guys. Uh, it'll be super cool to see if uh, you know they can get their names heard. And I think Clark's stock is the one that I think people should keep an eye on, is that uh, I think his stock continues to go up. Um, and that's, that's only a good thing. He just, he just does it all. And he's a prototypical, just like can do it all type of forward. He can play center of the wing too. All right. We're checking in with the play-by-play voice of the Swift Current Broncos. It's Matt Barrett joining us uh, down the Atlas Peach and Sports Bar guest hotline, the Swift Current Broncos in Calgary tonight to play the Hitman at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome with a seven o'clock puck drop here on Sportsnet 960. The fan, uh, Matty, the Swift Current Broncos entering tonight third in the central division, uh, they're fighting with the Hitmen, the Hurricanes, the Rebels. It's kind of a tight, packed race in there between these teams that are all around the same record. But you look at you know what kind of stands out between these groups, and you have to look at the power play for Swift Current, ninth ranked in the entire WHL and only second in the division 
to the Medicine Hat Tigers, who have the best one of the best power plays in the league at 28%. What makes the Broncos' power play work so well, and what's got them going early this season? I think there's a couple of things. That one is probably that this core group, especially in the power play, has been together for basically two, three years now. Um, so they're starting, you know, they've been through it all together. They know what each other wants to do on the power play. And, and I think the second piece of it is there's some really good players that can score and some really good players that can shoot and move the puck. And obviously that helps as well. You look at Medicine Hat, like you said, they've got a top power play too. Lots of really good players on that power play. And I, I think for Swift, once when it's buzzing, it's buzzing. And the, the players are moving the puck with purpose. They're rotating with purpose. And everybody's a threat to put the puck on net and in the net. And, and once they get the puck around the net, they, they crash. Um, guys are right around there. Tyson Aventure scored a bunch of goals from in tight this year. And, um, you know, when you put that all together, it's a formula for success. And, and when it's moving, you don't want to give this team too many power play chances in a hockey game because they are going to bite you once, twice, maybe three times a night if you give them the opportunity to do so. And um, it's been deadly at times. And, and when the team is winning and playing all the power plays, um, you know, a big driver for that, a big momentum builder at times. And it's scored a few big goals for this club. And I think even before they get set up on the rush, they're a threat to score too, which, which kind of puts uh, defenses maybe on their, on their heels a bit and making sure they've got to focus on, on the rush too and, and being a threat to score on the rush. Uh, talk to me about Tyson Laventure. His uh, 28 points leads the team, 12 goals on the season. That also leads the club. What uh, makes him a difference maker out there on a night-to-night basis? I think I said this on uh, on the broadcast a couple nights ago. He's just a prototypical power forward. He just built like a power forward, shoots it like a power forward. He's around the net like a power forward. Um, he's, he's got this sense offensively, and when he's hot, there's not many guys in the league that can stop him. And uh, He's been a huge uh, veteran presence for this group this year. He, he led the Westbrook Hurricanes in goals last year, and um, he's well on his way to possibly doing the same this year for, for Swifty. And, um, you know, you look at him, he's around the net, and he's just so good down low and, and in tight around the net that uh, his hands down low, he's able to lift it up when he's when he's in close on a goal. It's, it's pretty pretty special to watch a guy with, uh, you know, that kind of power and that kind of offensive skill. Uh, always fun to get to chat with you. Uh, we are good friends, of course, off the air as well. But uh, this giving you an opportunity. This is your first year in the WHL. You uh, made your way up from Melfort, Saskatchewan, in the SJHL to be in the, the play-by-play guy of the Swift Current Broncos. First of all, how cool has it been getting to be in the WHL, making these cross-province trips on a, a fairly regular basis and getting up to, to a pretty cool league now that see some NHL talent on a regular basis? Well, you know, it's pretty special because I get to see you more often now, so that's good. Um, the only, the only yeah. person that thinks that, by the way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's pretty special. I mean, it's been a dream since I started doing this that, uh, you know, I would get to call games in the WHL and be able to call games in Rogers Place and everything in the, the Dome in Calgary and, you know, crazy, crazy rinks and just being able to travel and watch hockey for a living. And it's pretty special. It's been a bit of a whirlwind at times and it's been busy, but I wouldn't want it any other way. It's been so much fun and um, we got a great group here, a great staff, a great team and um, pretty awesome spot that I was able to kind of jump into and uh, I'm just having so much fun. It's pretty special and it's a, it's a dream come true, really. You notice a big difference in style of play from the SJHL to the dub? Yeah, I think, I mean, like you mentioned, they're NHLers, right? There's a lot of guys who are going to go play in the NHL one day. It's crisper, it's faster, it's it's just that next level of, of hockey. And 
that's part of the, the thing that I know is right away is the, the speed of the guys that, you know, there's, it's crisper the passes, they're, they're tape to tape, the, the speed is next level, the guys can shoot harder, but, you know, the goalies are that much harder to beat. It's, it's just everything is that much better, and, and you notice that the first game that, that I called here, you, you, you notice how good these players are. Uh, Matty, appreciate the time. Safe travels to Calgary, young man. I know you guys are on your way right now. Uh, very proud of you. Great job uh, so far this season with the Broncos. Looking forward to uh, seeing you at the Dome later tonight, pal. Thanks, pal. Appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Take care. Matt Barrett joining us down the Atlas Beach and Sports Bar. Guest hotline, the play-by-play voice of the Saskatchewan, of the Swift Current Broncos, excuse me, uh, coming in from Saskatchewan to take on the Calgary Hitman tonight. Our Hitman pregame show is at 6 o'clock. Puck drop at 7 with Brad Curl and Jeff Hollick here on Sportsnet 960. The fan, uh, Matt, also, of course, a proud Mount Royal University broadcast alumni. Uh, as, uh, yes, I mentioned, he was doing it out in the, the doonies of Melford, Saskatchewan, as part of the SJHL, which has produced a, a lot of really quality broadcasters uh, doing it in small-town Saskatchewan, moving up the ranks to the dub and now calling uh, games for the Swift Current Broncos. So great to check in with Matt. Appreciate him joining us this afternoon down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. We'll take a break. We'll come back on the other side. Continue to get your questions in for Andy McNamara, the fantasy football guru here on Sportsnet 960. Has answers to all of your fantasy football questions. We've got the Steelers and the Patriots kicking off uh, another NFL week with Thursday Night Football tomorrow. But uh, today we get to ask Andy uh, all of our burning fantasy football questions. That's next. As Sportsnet Today rolls on, it's live on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. I'll admit, it's not the easiest primetime game to get excited about Thursday night. It's the Steelers and the Patriots. Mitch Trubisky for the Steelers. It doesn't really matter who's going for the Patriots. They haven't been able to score more than 10 points in... I think three weeks now. So I, I don't expect this to be the highlight of the NFL week. Lots of games on Sunday. We've got two on Monday night, so maybe that'll make up for it. I know our next guest probably shares my lack of excitement about that, but I'm excited to have him on to talk fantasy football, regardless of what happens on Thursday. We go down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, welcoming our fantasy football guru, it's Andy McNamara. AMC, what's up, pal? Logan, I'm good, buddy. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but the the sad state of that Thursday night game has got even sadder. The over-under has officially dipped to under 30 points. Oh, great. It's at 29 and a half. I would take under 20, to be honest with you. <laughs> That's gross. Yeah, I was going to say 29 still seems really high to me, Andy. Yeah, like they, like thinking the under on twenty nine and a half seems like free money. Did you did they watch the Patriots on Sunday? Because that was oh, that was awful. Six nuts. It just it's it's sad. It's like Bill Belichick's tenure. It's over. It's it's over. It has come to a whimpering end, and and that's it's it's done. That's it. And yeah, you're right. You know, what? actually, I honestly think that this Steelers offense is going to be better with Mitch Trubisky in it. The guy's won games in the NFL. He's mobile. He's not good, but he, he can make plays, and he's won games. Fair. So, like, I think, I think actually, don't be surprised if this Steelers uh, just bland and nothing offense actually pops a little bit. Shouldn't be interesting. It's funny we got a text at nine six zero nine six zero. Where, by the way, 
You can start getting your questions in for Andy. Another edition of Ask Andy is coming up in just moments to answer all of your fantasy football questions uh, ahead of another week of NFL football. Uh, this text comes in, Andy, and says, Bet the under, if it's a boring game, you win money. If you lose, it was still a good game. And it's like, yeah, I guess that keeps you invested in it, at least, if you're going to go for betting the under on something. Yeah, yeah. I, I would argue, though, that even if it goes over, it's still not going to be a good game. But- yeah. yeah. <laughs> Point taken. Point taken. 13-10 <laughs> still wouldn't be a good game, would it? I look, I would say this too. Like, you know how we like doing like anytime touchdowns, that's fun. Don't do any anytime touchdowns. <laughs> there very well could be zero touchdowns in this game. Are you surprised it's gotten this inept with New England? Like, I get yes. it. They're bad, but like, dude, I mean, I went through it earlier. Uh shut up by the Chargers. They lost 10-7 to the Giants. They lost 10-6 to Indy, like they put up 13 points in three weeks. How do you even do that? Yeah, it, it's no, like you, you could never have imagined a Bill Belichick run team get to this point. You could see them not being good. Yeah. Six wins, that type of thing. You could see that as kind of the bottom, but I never, ever, ever thought we would see a new England team two and 10 double digit losses. Never thought I would see the day when it was at double-digit losses at the beginning of December. Just uh, it, It's wild. And you, if you're in New England, it's time for a break, right? Like the quarterbacks, yeah. they're both terrible. You have to blow this thing up. The Patriots are battling for the first overall pick. Crazy. Crazy stuff. Yeah. And they could win it the way that they're going. They've been just sure. putrid this season. Uh, and just some uh, general fantasy questions around the league before we hit the text line. Uh, the big one, of course, coming from Monday night is the injury to Trevor Lawrence with the Jacksonville Jaguars. First things first, if you're a uh, Trevor Lawrence owner, where are you looking for uh, backup options to fill in that spot of the quarterback uh, position? Boy, well, it gets tough. Uh, also, when you add on to that is Christian Kirk's going to miss some time yep. as well, right? So now, now it's kind of a, a double whammy when it comes to Jacksonville because it's not even like like for me I have Christian Kirk in three leagues like he's just one of those guys that fell to me and so now you got a double whammy there so when we're looking at quarterback it's like all right uh, we're going back I think we have to take a long look at Russell Wilson playing the Chargers that defense has been able to be be gashed for the most part and Russell Wilson you know he, he got 18 almost 19 fantasy points last week he's popped around the 18 mark a little bit you could do worse. That's not bad. You know, he's been a bit more consistent. Gino's pretty bland. Matthew Stafford's done well over the past two weeks, but against Baltimore, I don't really like that make uh, matchup there. Um, Baker Mayfield, eh, he, he was doing well from weeks uh, about seven to 10 fantasy wise, but he's really tailed off. So I would say if I'm looking at it, um, I'm putting Russell Wilson one, Gardner Minshew probably has two and I doubt Jordan Love is still kicking around there but if he is then you know Jordan Love number one uh does this give a bump to Zay Jones for fantasy value going forward Zay Jones is going to be back uh yeah I think it has to right you bump up um Zay Jones you have Calvin Ridley there that Parker Washington guy is getting a lot of love as well the question is though like with any new quarterback that comes in once you have a week to prepare is Who's C.J. Beathard's guy, the backup now for the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars? Who, who, who's his guy? Is it Zay yep. Jones? Who's he been practicing? It might be that Parker Washington because he's a young guy. You play with the twos, right? You play with the backup. So Parker Washington might be a good speculative ad. I wouldn't go crazy uh, as far as looking to start him, but 
you know, it might be worth an ad. Maybe he pops against Cleveland and then, you know, tough rest of the schedule, tough next week in Baltimore. And then the fantasy championship week, typically week 16, you have Tampa Bay. So might be, eh, you know, might be worth it. Uh, speaking of Cleveland, they've got Jacksonville coming up. Uh, Joe Flacco, not bad for coming off the couch for Joe, even uh, fantasy relevant in some areas. Do you think that continues for Joe against Jacksonville, uh, against, uh, I guess, against Jacksonville this weekend? Yeah, you know what? Outside of that one play that he owned, he was like, "Look, I, I, I got antsy. I threw the ball up. You know, he's, yeah. he's smart. He's like, I'm going to be better." Um, if you take that away, like he was right almost at 20 fantasy points, yep. right? And and now come out of that, 254, two touchdowns, one interception. Um, now he's a statue, we know, but the Jags' defense is strongest against the run. Not the now. Now look, they got Josh Allen. He can get you. But if you can if you can stop Josh Allen and then um, I think it's Walker is the other guy right on the edge. They don't really have a lot of pressure up the middle. Their main nose tackle is injured for the Jags. So Flacco in an emergency. Again, do I want to advise it? Not not really. But you might be in a case. <laughs> you know, you might be in a case where Joe Flacco is fantasy relevant in Week 14. But I would certainly feel comfortable with the Jerome Ford and uh, and Kareem Hunt getting in there too. I've seen this question a couple times on the text line, so I'll, I'll ask it to you now. And, and I, I feel for people in this spot. Uh, does Garrett Wilson get any sort of bump with uh, oh. Zach Wilson coming back in here, or are we just past anything with the Jets right now, unless it's Aaron Rodgers? This is going to be a disaster. You have teammates. It ru- First of all, the rumor came out as like, Zach Wilson doesn't want to play. And then it was, well, no, Zach Wilson didn't say that. It was leaked from one of his teammates, which even, is worse. Even the better, right? Made it yeah. Up. yeah. But, like, it's, it's not even like a teammate told that Zach Wilson. A teammate made it up. Like, that's, that's worse, I think, than Zach Wilson even saying it, because that means he's so unlikable or just so persona non grata in that dressing room that it's like, well, where do you, what do you do? Where do you go? We've seen Garrett Wilson even with Tim Boyle be able to get double digit fantasy points. So you still have to play Garrett Wilson. It just stinks for a guy with that much talent that you're going to be in a situation like that. But outside of that, like I, I, again, I suppose like Brees Hall, but I just think you load up on the Houston defense. That's a, I picked up one of their DSTs. If you're a streaming defenses, ooh, pop Houston to the top of that list. Yeah. Zach Wilson, not inspiring any sort of uh, no. inspiration with his teammates, his coach. I mean, uh, Robert Sala going back to him, but it feels like he didn't have much of a choice. Tim Boyle wasn't that much better uh, for the no. Jets this week. Uh, Vikings sticking with Josh Dobbs as their starter. Uh, are we excited to see this potential with Justin Jefferson being healthy? How do we feel with the Vikings situation right now? Like the Josh Dobbs story, and it's like I was telling you when it was going on. I was like, it's a nice story. By all accounts, I've heard he is a great guy, but it had to come to an end and you realize eventually with these great story backups, nine times out of 10, why they're backups. And he's had some phenomenal fantasy weeks. Let's not discount it, but he really fell off against Chicago. He was falling off in Denver the week before. Um, not like Vegas is a, a world beater, but you're on the road. Uh, there's enough tape on Josh Dobbs now. Um, that's the question. What does Justin Jefferson look like, right? What does it look like? from Josh Dobbs there. What does it mean for Jordan Addison? Not good, right? A lot of Jordan Addison owners out there as well. Um, you know what? If you're looking at it, though, with his uh, with him being able to run of it, maybe Josh Dobbs could be a streamer. I, again, I would put him below the names I listed before, but 
Josh Dobbs could be relevant. I just don't think from a, a win-wise and a compete-wise that it's going to be pretty. We've seen the best of Josh Dobbs. Uh, you can tell we're getting closer to uh, playoffs because the text line is buzzing as always. Uh, <laughs> let's not waste any more time. Thursday Nighter kicks it off tomorrow with the Patriots and the Steelers. Right now it's another Wednesday edition of Ask Andy. You've got fantasy questions. He's got fantasy answers. It's time for Ask Andy on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. All right, AMC, ready to roll, pal? Let's do it, man. All right, Adrian in Calgary kicking us off. Question for Andy at QB. Do I go Stroud or Lamar Jackson? Stroud. Stroud for sure. Lamar Jackson has had, real life-wise, the Ravens are doing well. Uh, Fantasy-wise, he's been too up or down. Stroud has been pretty much rock solid the whole year and we just talked about who they're playing they're playing the jets defense serviceable but you know they've been bad for so long now um they're going to get worn down go go stroud uh adrian also needs you to pick two of these wide receivers for him parker washington Rashi rice Jaden reed or george pickens i need two of those Give me Jaden Reed. uh he is off the injury report he was really starting to pop before that chest injury brought him back um I'm not trusting any Kansas City chief receiver, Logan. They have the most drops, literally the most drops in the NFL. Yep. Like, like literally the most drops. They have 30 drops, and that's from Patrick Mahomes. I'm not trusting any chief's receiver and is if, if wide receiver by position. And no one, if his name isn't Mahomes or Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're going with Jaden Reed here. Uh, I need one more of those. Pickens or uh, Parker Washington, then? Oh, you know what? Go Pickens again. Set your expectations low, but we just don't know. Parker Washington's too much of an unknown with C.J. Beathard uh, likely going to start. Not official, likely going to start. So I would say you go with uh, Pickens. In my flex spot, do I go Drake London or Jordan Addison this week? (sighs) Go with Drake London. The inconsistency of quarterback in – in Atlanta is always really tough, right? But they're they're like they're doing well in a terrible division, so I guess good for them. Um, with Addison, again, you have Dobbs. Now, if it was Kirk Cousins, maybe a different story, but you have uh, Dobbs at QB and Justin Jefferson coming back, right? That's yeah. just two strikes. I don't like it. Uh, who sits out of these three? Kyron Williams, uh, Joe Mixon, Austin Eckler. What? <laughs> you can't get those two. Who's your flex? Get Get the other one in the flex. The answer is none. You start all of them. <laughs> Are you kidding me? What team do you, what team does this guy it's have? Good problem to have. Look, I, look. I, I'm going to say start all of them. I would love for this texture. Texas back. Who do you have in your flex where you have to bench one of those? I would like to know the follow up. To, to well, we have a. a he is asking about his flex spot between Nico Collins, AJ Brown, and Keenan Allen. Holy man, this guy's winning a championship. It might be. He's got. You have AJ. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, you know what? Put A.J. Brown in the flex um, and just sit. (laughs) Roll the dice. I I don't really think it matters. Like, Eckler? I guess Eckler? Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Like, you know, that's, wow. Uh, That is is a Get your uh, finger size for a ring, brother, because it's it's coming for you. Holy. Uh, Our pal Chris texting in. uh, Here's my question for Ask Andy. I got Gus Edwards, but I want to know what you think about Chase Brown from Cincy. How much upside do you think he has this week over a guy like Edwards? Gus, look, anything around the goal line, you know, Gus Edwards, and he's actually been a bit, bit better than that, right? He's been a bit better than that lately. Um, with Chase Bryce, a change of pace guy, right? Yeah. So I would still go, I would still go Gus Edwards. I think he's still, you know, Joe Mixon had two touchdowns on Monday, right? Yep. So 
It's like, uh, do I want to go with the backup? Now, Gus Edwards, of course, it's still Lamar Jackson at the lead and you have a mix, but Gus Edwards has cemented out more of a more permanent, more comfortable fantasy role, I think. Uh, Paul texting in uh, CJ Stroud or Justin Fields this week, Andy. Mm, Fields can get your points. We know that. I, I just think Stroud's playing too too uh, good right now. He's at he's at an historic level, right? Like he's playing too well to to bench him. Like it, it would take a lot for me to say don't play CJ Stroud this week. Uh, Cowboys defense uh, against the Eagles or Falcons defense against the Bucks. Falcons for sure. I have the Falcons in one of my personal leagues. Also, I'm, I'm doing that. Baker's been sliding a little bit. Maybe he's a bit distracted. Congratulations, by the way, to Baker and Emily Mayfield. Got a baby Baker coming. They made the announcement. <laughs> little little baby bake. So maybe he's distracted. Uh, but yeah, the Buccaneers they're sliding five and seven. It was a nice little run. But uh, the Falcons Falcons defense has been sneaky good lately. Uh, let's go with this question. Hey guys, standard league wide receiver two. Uh, of course, going with AJ Brown should be a slam dunk with Cup, but he's had such a tough year. Should I stick with Cup or consider someone like DeAndre Hopkins or Jacoby Meyer? Not Jacoby Meyer. No, let's not get let's not get nuts there. Um, he's right on Cooper Cup. He's been a bit up and down. Hasn't really been fully healthy. He's playing Baltimore. Um, Who is the other option? He said uh, DeAndre Hopkins or uh, Jacoby. Mm. Meyer. Boy, okay, so not not Jacoby. DeAndre. Yeah. With a young quarterback, it's it's tricky. Like, you had a really good week last week, right? Had a touchdown, five catches on 12 targets. But look at all those misses on the 12 targets. That's the quarterback. Week before he was single digits. I'd stick with Cooper Cup. Still the safer bet. Uh, let's go here. Andy, got Justin Jefferson on my roster. Uh, worth a start this week coming off of his injury? Yes. Uh, you have to. Yeah. He's had – he should be – more than ready. He was borderline ready before their bye week, and they gave him the extra bye. He'll be chomping at the bit. Question is, can Josh Dobbs get in the football? Um, but with that talent, I think they'll find a way. Uh, you, you cannot to Justin Jefferson. Uh, should I consider starting C.J. Stroud over Patrick Mahomes this week? <sighs> Boy, who would have thought, right? What a question. And it's a fair one. It is a fair I mean, one. What, what a question. Like, start of the year, when Patrick Mahomes being drafted as high as he was, you know what? I think you start C.J. Stroud. Like, let's look here. Let's look at since week eight for Patrick Mahomes fantasy point-wise in a ballpark, depending on you. 7.6 points, 15.8, had the bye, 17.8, 20.8, and 14. And you're playing Buffalo. Now, Buffalo's defense is banged up. We know that. Lots of injuries. But if I'm going and looking what C.J. Stroud's done, I have to say C.J. Stroud over Patrick Mahomes. Wow. It's uh it's not something I, I thought we'd be it. talking about, but it's legit. Yeah, it is. And you're playing the Jets. You know, again, we talked about the Jets. Team that's beat up. They got, you know, even if the defense is good, like they're they're ready to pack it in, I think, pretty much. So um yeah, man. I, I would say keep Ryan CJ Stroud. Uh Andy, point two five PPR league. I need to start three running backs, uh two running back spots and a flex. I need you to sit one of these running backs for me this week. Zach Moss, Austin Eckler, David Montgomery, Rashad White. Sit one of those. Sit Rashad White. Sit Rashad White. I know Eckler's had a string. I think it's like three weeks in a row of single digits. I just, he's just too good. I, I just, I just really, I would rather again, air, air, go down with your stars, you know? 
Go yeah. down with your stunners. And Rashad White has been he's been really good too. Don't get me wrong, but man, I I would say I would say Austin Eckler in this case. Uh, let's get to some quarterback questions. They're coming in hot and heavy. You need to fill a super flex spot, Dobbs or Stafford? Hmm. Stafford, you know what? I'll say Dobbs because of the leg factor. He could always run one in. Um, if it wasn't against a uh, defense as good as Baltimore's, I'd say Stafford because he was looking pretty sharp. But I'll give the edge because of the legs to Dobbs. Uh, Justin Fields or Jordan Love this week? I'm not going against Jordan Love, man. <laughs> I got him in a super flex league of my own. Like, guys figured it out again, yeah. right? Started hot, got figured out, cooled off. Oh, and by the way, you're playing the Giants. Yep. That's my, that, that's cash right there. <laughs> what a way. That, that's the other Monday night game. What a way to finish off your fantasy week, either first week of your playoffs or heading into the playoffs with a Jordan Love smash fest, getting you like 28 fantasy points against the Giants. Come on. Uh, how about Lamar or Tua this week? Ooh, boy. Mm. I'm going to say, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to lean Tua. I'm going to lean Tua. They've been... They've been cooking. Uh, you play the Titans. It's in Miami. Yeah, young quarterback. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to say Dolphins. I ain't going to go with Tua. Uh, Debo or Puka this week? Puka really popped. Yeah, he was banged up. He was he was hurt. Uh, he had, I think it was a shoulder something. It was either shoulder or ribs. You're playing the Ravens. You know what? I'll fade on Puka this week. So sit Puka. Uh, Curtis in Copperfield texting in, if Pacheco is healthy, do I go with him or Alexander Madison? Oh, Pacheco's healthy. Go with Pacheco for sure. Uh, Mike S in Calgary. Need two of these three at running back. Gibbs, Mostert, Jacobs. Gibbs, Mostert, Jacobs. Uh, Gibbs, Mostert. Okay, Mostert and Jacobs. Go with Mostert. Yeah, Gibbs is... So disappointing, but he total flop last week. He's got to prove it to me again. Go with most certain Jacobs. Uh, San Fran defense, or would you prefer me going with Houston or Green Bay? Mm, I would say Houston um, again because of the Jets line. Like Zach Wilson, first mistake. This guy is going to fold, like collapse within himself. Like a, 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 a I was going to say a star, but I don't want to associate <laughs> the word star with Zach Wilson. <laughs> Just like a dumpster, like in the garbage truck, it's garbage day yeah. here. You know, you, you, yeah. you see the things fall down on the trash. That's yeah. what it's like. No way. Go with Houston. Houston. <laughs> I don't blame you on that one. Uh, Purdy or Love this week, uh, I think I know where you're going, but uh, where would you lean going forward for the rest of the season? Ooh. Yeah, you know, Brock Purdy has jumped leader of the clubhouse in Vegas uh, for MVP. Um I'm not buying it. I thought that was just maybe an outlier. Kudos to them doing that to Philly, though. Unbelievable. Uh, I would I would still go with Jordan Love. I still feel more confident with him. Seattle's an average opponent, so I don't think you can go wrong this week. Rest of his schedule, well, week 15, I would go Purdy because you're in Arizona. Um, then Baltimore, yeah, you know what? Maybe you lean Purdy after this week a little bit, but uh, for this week, I would still go Jordan Love. Uh, A-Chain, Waddle, or Jacobs this week? Ooh. Oh, so it must be a flex, I guess. I'm assuming so. Mm. Yeah, I like what I really like what Jacobs is doing, especially since like with a young quarterback, there's not really a lot that you can do. Um, Achain really bounced back against Tennessee. You still have Moster floating there. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Jacobs because he is gonna be kind of that lone weapon. Uh, Waddle's been fine too, but I think you just I think you go with Jacobs. 
Uh, defense spot, would you go Colts or Dolphins? Dolphins have the Titans. The Colts are, excuse me, they are taking on the Bengals. You know what? Before that Monday game, I would have said, pick the Colts to go after Browning. That dude popped up uh, 300-something, so I, I want to pump the brakes a little bit on that. So I think we'll go the other way, so uh, not the Colts. Uh, I had Burrow, and uh, now I'm left with waiver wire scraps. Russell Wilson mm-hmm. or Gardner Minshew this week? I would go with Russell Wilson. Gardner Minshew is – he's a wild man. He is such a roller coaster. This guy could run in two, throw two, but then he could also throw three picks or have the ball run, do nothing. So I would say if you can afford to be a little more conservative, go with Russell Wilson and expect probably in the 17-point range. If you can live with that, then go with Russ. All right, let's get a couple of here to finish up this edition of Ask Andy. Uh, Madison or Schultz in flex this week? Mm. I'm going to lean Madison. I'll say Madison. I, I don't particularly like eh, – yeah, go with Madison. Uh, flex option, Ridley, Swift, Singletary, Edwards, or Hunt? Mm, what was the first one, Ridley? Ridley. Hey, boy. You know what? Oh, but if it's Bethard, oh, I want to say Ridley. Hunt is very touchdown dependent. Swift has fallen off. We could be seeing uh, Kenneth Gainwell out uh, touched Swift last week. So I'm a little nervous on that one. And who's the second name? Uh, Singletary. Yeah. Yeah, go with Ridley. Go, you know, even with Bethard, he's, he's uh, with a vet. He's probably going to go look his way. I'd say Ridley. Uh, three more. I'll start with Mar- Mike J in Calgary. Tight end Taysom Hill or Laporta. Oh, Laporta forever. Laporta forever. Hashtag it. <laughs> Guy's money. Uh, oh, Darnell my. wants to know uh, flex option Pickens or Noah Brown. Hmm. Ah, you know what? Uh, go with more. Oh. That game's going to suck, though. Go with Noah Brown. I can't do it. I can't do it. I want to say Pickens, but I can't. That game is going to be so bad. Oh, uh, uh, We'll double up on a Noah Brown question to end it. Uh, Noah Brown or Garrett Wilson, Andy? Oh, again, right? Like, yeah. You know what, though? I've seen, like, Noah Brown also, don't forget, he's got a knee issue, right? He was limited in practice today. Um, so he should be playing, but he is far from – a hundred percent. I still think you go Garrett Wilson because all you take one little tweak on that knee. We've seen Wilson get you 17 fantasy points with garbage at quarterback all year. Yeah. So I, I, I still think you go with Garrett Wilson and just kind of hold your breath. Uh, that's a wrap on this week's edition of ask Andy. Thank you to everyone that texted in at nine, six, zero, nine, six, zero. Apologize. We couldn't get to all of them this week and we're, we're busy. Uh, it's that time of year for fantasy football. But uh, if you're, Lucky enough, head to Twitter, check out Andy at AndyMC81. Use the hashtag AskAndy, uh, and if you ask Andy a fantasy football question on Twitter, uh, he'd be kind enough to answer your question yeah. uh, if you hit him up on there. Andy, you got the Browns and the Jags this weekend to look forward Ooh. to. Uh, what's going on in the podcast, pal? Boy, yeah, we got uh, Browns, uh, Browns, Jags preview. Joe Flacco should be starting. Uh, kind of a weird matchup. We thought Deshaun Watson and uh, Trevor Lawrence, not so much. So we'll talk about that, and of course, all the fantasy football starts. It's the breaking news that comes in. So like you said, you got fantasy football questions now or leading into the weekend. It's on YouTube, the sick podcast with Andy McNamara on Twitter uh, at sick pod Browns at Andy MC 81. Give us a follow there and uh, jump in the conversation live. We love to talk. Always appreciate the time, Andy. Thank you as always, pal. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. Have a great week. Andy McNamara.
joining us down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, our Wednesday regular here on Sportsnet today. That puts a wrap on the program. Thank you to Andy for joining us. Thank you to Matt Barrett for joining us, the play-by-play voice of the Swift Current Broncos. And thank you for listening, whether live or on the podcast. We sure appreciate it. If you missed anything, that podcast available, Google, Amazon, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher. We'll be back on Thursday to get you set for the Flames and the Carolina Hurricanes. My producers this afternoon were Cam and Taylor. They did great work, as always. Back tomorrow, right here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan.